Spreading the Floor, episode 55. I'm your host, Jacob Cooperman. We're about 75% of the way done with the playoffs. We're pretty deep in there. We have a lot of controversy to get into. I've been watching a lot of Knicks basketball, probably more Knicks basketball than I've ever watched in my entire life. We've got some fans. Two plus two equals four. Four plus four equals eight. Two turns into ten. You got someone spitting on Trey Young. You got people throwing water bottles at Kyrie. All this crazy shit's going on, but we got to get into it, man. Popcorn. I'm here with my co-host, Nigel Petty Fernandez. As always, very talented. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Good. It's been a layoff. It's it's honestly, we, we, we've kind of been slacking because we're recording the Jake yeah. show and then we kind of, I don't want to say we we left Shredding Floor behind, but it's been, uh, we, we got to get back into the swing of things. No, yeah, I mean, it's we, we've been having technical difficulties for sure. We've been, you know, adjusting to being back home, but we should be back on a normal schedule. We, we were recording this on a Monday. Yeah, uh, which means that we just watched all the games from the weekend. Obviously, it's Memorial Day, so happy Memorial Day! Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited, man. I've, I've been, it's been, uh, it's been fun basketball to watch. I think, like this yeah, playoffs, sure. you know, there's some semblance of of parody in there, but for the for the most part, it's the NBA playoffs that you kind of expect, right? I mean, besides the Phoenix and Lakers series, uh, the Jazz series is going about as I expected. Uh, Clippers Mavericks is not really going how I expected. Those are the two big ones out West that I thought kind of that, that parody got, you know, interjected in there. But for the most part, these are pretty, I mean, Boston taking a three, one lead, right? Three, one right. lead over Boston or three, oh lead three, uh, three, one, three, one lead. Yeah. So, and then, and uh, and then what the Hawks, yeah. Taking a three, one lead over the Knicks, right, and then Philadelphia taking a 3-0 lead over Washington. So a lot of these East teams now in danger of being sent home. And, and the, for the most part, yeah, it's it's kind of – it's the NBA that we'd expect. But they have been fun to watch just simply due to that controversy. Can we talk about, first off, this Knicks series? Because I really want to get into that, man. I've been watching the Knicks closely in the postseason. And I saw a tweet the other day. I can't remember who it was that said it, but it, it seemed very punctual and uh, and very – and very uh, uh, important to add here. He kind of had the take that it was almost like the Knicks all season have been playing very hard, but now the reason that they're having trouble is because everyone else is playing as, as hard as they were during the course of the regular season. He kind of had said like the, the Knicks have been playing hard all season, but this is what happens when everyone else plays hard, which I thought that theory might've had some cadence, you know, these, yeah, Knicks- I think, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say these Knicks have been having trouble, man. Like I, every time I watch them, it seems like they're two steps behind every possession. Yeah. They're having to fight for a bucket on defense. Defense is not as bad as offense, but for the most part, offensively, I mean, this Knicks team is, is they're, they're yeah. struggling a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I say this every podcast. I'm a big Knicks fan. Um, I've been watching the Knicks. I, I think that, I think that there's, there's a lot to be said for that. And, you know, I think there's a lot of truth in it as well. Um, it's just, it's just the fact that like, but, but, but we knew that the Knicks, the Knicks really shine on defense more than offense. Uh, the problem is that they're really not, they can't contain Trey Young. They can't stop that, yeah. that, that Hawks team and the Hawks team you know, I got to give credit to them as well. Their ball mu- movement is beautiful. They're doing great things all around. And you know, it, these games aren't even really that close. Uh, the yeah. Knicks were able to pull one out, but you know, that's not enough. But Julius Randle has got to stop shooting. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there, no, you're um, good, you're good. but Julius Randle has got to stop shooting threes. Every single yeah. possession that he shoots a three is a possession lost. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's not as efficient as he, well, actually, no, that's not true. He is as efficient as he was during the regular season. He's just not scoring as much because well, I guess that means he's not 
as efficient. But he's he's just taking his his offensive possessions from three have just been absolutely horrible. And I think him shooting is more of a, obviously of a hindrance than a help at this point. Well, they're going back to the Garden for the next game. If they win the game, they they bring the series to three two. Tom Thibodeau needs to come up with a plan. Yeah. They need to get in there and they they need to attack the basket. That that's their only way, and they need to go super hard on defense. But I think that there's a lot of truth in in the fact that you know everyone's playing hard now. You know. And and it's just uh, the Knicks. The Knicks just got to start keeping up. That's it's just the end of the story. Yeah, I, I like what you said about Tom Thibodeau. I think he needs to figure out a way because I'm pretty sure they've been pretty heavily doubling Julius Randle all series. Yeah, and Derrick Rose has been doing a good job of stepping up, but these other guys have to figure out ways to get open because again. On offense, I'll watch Julius Randle drive in. He gets doubled. He passes out to Derrick Rose. There's a guy already in his face contesting his shot. Derrick Rose passes it to RJ. Same situation. RJ passes it out to Taj or Noel or whoever's out there. And it's the same old regular, regular, schmegular. And eventually, it's like if if they do convert on an offensive possession, it's from a tough layup, which they really have to fight for, or it's at the line. So, and, you know, of course, there's the odd out three in there, but – they have to. I just think it's the Knicks have to be a lot more careful with their offensive possessions and a lot more precise because right now they're just. I'm sorry, Nigel. I know you're a Knicks fan, dude. They're playing sloppy. To me, yeah, they are. They are. They are season. playing sloppy for sure. Uh, my whole thing is I'm watching the game and I'm like, the two young stars are Trey Young and R.J. Barrett. Those are the two guys. You know, what I'm saying that everyone is excited to see grow and everything. R.J. needs to start taking this personally. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a second year player. I think what Trey Young is second year as well or third year, third year. Right? Um, I, somewhere in that area. Yeah. Yeah. The Trey, uh, RJ Barrett should be going out there and being like, why is Trey Young the headline of this series? I should be the headline of the series. Like, why? Well, I, I want RJ to go out there and start taking it like personally. You know, like, well, why? Why can't he just? He needs to step. I, I I know you can't just give a guy basketball skills. I'm not saying that, but he needs to go out there and he needs to he needs to at least want to. You know, like, yeah, it, it seems like the momentum that he's kind of built up over the course of the season is, is evaporated, for lack of a better term. I don't know. It's just it's not completely evaporated, but it's not. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it's the intensity is not there. I just don't see. I don't see that same pop with the way yeah. that he plays. And I think he has to. I think you're right. I don't know if he necessarily has to take it personally, but I think he has to realize that, hey, all right. I'm part of this. I don't want to say it's not a historic Knicks team, but it's a Knicks team that's getting a lot more press because they're doing something that hasn't been done in such a long time. Right. He has to realize that he's part of something special and that he's in the postseason. And this is his first postseason. So he's, yeah. you know, naturally he's not going to know how to act, but you've got to realize that in the NBA, obviously the skill, the, the, the competition level is so much higher. The skill level is so much higher. The physicality is different. And then you get into the playoffs and that's an entire another beast in itself. So I, I, I agree with you, man. I think RJ just has to realize that he, well, I don't think he's, well, he is the young star of the Knicks. I don't think he's the center of the attention. Can we say he's the third option on that team? Yeah, I'd say that, yeah. Is that a fair assessment? So he's the third uh, option on that team. You need your third option to be performing in the playoffs. No other way he around. He just looks nervous. He just looks nervous. And again, that's expected because the kid, the kid's in his first playoffs. So I give him a little slack there. But if the Knicks want to survive this, which is looking like they're not, and I'm going to be tuned in yeah. game four, man. I want to see, or excuse me, game five, right? Yeah, five. Game five at the Garden, which is going to be crazy again. Um, 
I, I want to see what goes on, especially because there's so much bad blood, right? There's a good segue. We can get into this. The fans spitting on Trey Young. Then we'll talk about the whole Kyrie situation. We could talk about Russ getting popcorn thrown on him. Uh, these fans, this playoffs, I, I, maybe it has something to do with the fact that everyone's back in the arenas since COVID and kind of yeah. just people and maybe combine that with the fact that there are a bunch of really excited Knicks fans, right? And MSG yeah. and they're all raring to go and they're getting ready. And I, I, I get that, but to spit on a player during COVID, I mean, I don't think I have to tell the people listening at home why that's really, really stupid. Even yeah. if you are vaccinated. Well, even, even, even just without the whole pandemic thing is just, you don't spit on a guy, especially not someone who's performing you know, playing a game for your entertainment. You know, you you pay to you pay for tickets to watch this guy play basketball, and you go there and you spit on him. I mean, that that's just ridiculous. You don't spit on anybody; it doesn't matter. You know, so uh, I mean, it's just ridiculous. But if you look around, it's happening all around the league. You had the water bottle in Boston. You had yeah. the popcorn in. Was that in Washington? No, that wasn't in Washington. That was in that was away at Philadelphia. Because yeah, Philadelphia yeah. fans are notoriously bad. Yeah, and so are I guess so are Boston Celtics fans. Knicks fans, I think, were better than that. Uh, I'd like to say you'd that, hope. but yeah, you'd you hope. hope. Especially um, in such a historic building, right? Like MSG, you never want to see yeah. someone getting spit on. And you're right, even without COVID, to spit on someone. A lot of these yeah. acts, I feel like a lot of the thing that the fan and player interactions that have been of note, right? People throwing popcorn on Russell Westbrook, someone throwing a water bottle at Kyrie, and someone spitting on Trey Young. Those in the street, as Russell Westbrook astutely pointed out. We'll get you slapped. Oh, yeah. No, those will sure. get you slapped. And the Way reason that, that these fans are doing it is because they're behind a group of people. So if right. you look at it through that lens, even then it's like, oh, wow. Like you're, you're paying, you pay, think about this. You paid to watch grown men play basketball. And you're so low of a person that you, I don't know, he, I, he was doing so well that you felt like you had to A, spit on him, B, throw popcorn or, or C, throw a water bottle at him. Now, Kyrie, I, I think it's important that we we point this out. I think it's important that we point out the fact that Kyrie did stamp on the Boston Celtics logo, either it was post-game or pre-game. Um, but, but, like, why would he do that, though? Like, that is – I mean, listen, if you know you're going back to – and you know what? I think it's important that we, ha- we have to uh, – we have to talk about the racial side of this in a second. But I just want to – strictly from, like, a, a basketball standpoint here, you go to the team – that you promised you'd stay at, you left, right? And you've since then publicly came out and, and said that the arena has bad energy. You've saged it. You've kind of, you've, you've taken these little jabs, these little bars at your, at your former team. And you go there and you stamp on the logo, kind of like you're, like you just spit on the ground and, you, and you're stamping it out. Or maybe like you threw a cigarette down and you're done with it and you, you stamp it out. That's what he did to the Celtics logo. You expect the fans not to be enraged and not to throw water bottles at you? Yeah. You know, I I, see, and again, yeah. like that, that fan's behavior was totally unwarranted. Totally. Right. You should never do that. But for Kyrie, and I maybe, maybe Kyrie didn't say this, but for him not to expect hostile behavior and to do that, it's like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to invite hostile behavior if you, if you do that to a home team slogan. Yeah. And, and, and Kyrie's the first one to complain about, hostile behavior and, 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 you know, fans being a certain way and then, you know, trying to invite it or incite it, uh, obviously as on Kyrie, it's, but it's also just like, you can't throw water bottle at the guy. And it's also, yeah, no. you know, also that guy just had such bad timing. Like, you know, they just banned two fans, like, like literally the day before 
yeah. for spitting and the popcorn thing. And then you throw a water bottle at Kyrie, and now they're they arrested him, and they're trying to uh, charge him with assault with the uh, with a dangerous weapon. It was just if if the other if the Trey Young incident and the Westbrook incident didn't have him before that, he might have been he might have got away with it. You know, I probably not though. Wrist. I mean, I it was bad it was bad timing for sure, but I I still think that the charge would have remained the same, and he probably still would have gotten a lifetime ban from TV. We actually our a local Celtics fan Jerry was at that game. He said it was a fun atmosphere. Really? But he said he didn't see the event in question. Um, okay, but either way, that's crazy. I mean, that's I think, insane. I think whether the water bottle was dangerous comes down to was it full or did yeah. he drink the water in the bottle he drained he, those he took the, one last sip he's like good bow yeah, <laughs> that's that was the question that we should have been asking Kyrie but instead you, you know, know what though but I will say watching the footage that does look like a full water bottle because you know when you empty out a water bottle and you try to throw it it doesn't have much carry to it that water bottle looked like yeah, it was yeah. flying so it maybe even if it had like 25 percent of the water left in the bottle i think there yeah, was definitely still, something yeah. in there there's no reason that any fans should be interacting with a nba player unless it is purely fan to uh to nba player you know you know what i'm saying like it has to be you have to be talking you have to be you know sitting from, from the crowd uh, it shouldn't be something disrespectful you know it should be purely a fan it, you shouldn't cross that line where you're not no longer being a fan or yo, threat. here's 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 my take on this, right? A fan can be allowed to do it, right? But it should be like hockey. So if a fan throws a water bottle, tosses popcorn, or spits on a player, they should be able to shoot the fair one in the parking lot outside the arena. So they can really <laughs> see the, what an, what the, an athlete looks like. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's ridiculous, I, and I, I I hate that it's only happening on the East Coast. Yeah, that, that sucks, little... man. It's giving East Coast fans a bad rap. Yeah, you know but, what? West Coast fans are pretty insane too, but they've been able to, you know, behave themselves. So you don't see that side of West Coast. I, I have a theory about that. It's just like the West Coast fans are so used to winning and being good for so long. And us East Coast fans, it's just like we don't always get a chance to be in yeah. the playoffs. You know, like even Philly fans, you know, they they sucked six years ago. They, really they were trusting bad. the process for a while. Yeah, you know, so it's just like once we do get into the playoffs, it's just like we feel like we have an obligation to just to, to play the game for our team. You know what I'm saying? And it's also another thing like in the West Coast, it doesn't I don't think it really matters so much. The fans like the teams are going to the teams that are going to win are going to win. But in the East Coast, like the Knicks versus the Hawks, like that could easily be won by the fans, you know, just just having the support. You know? Yeah, 100 percent are pretty easy. I East Coast fans are kind of like that angsty kid growing up, right? Like we're all we're all just, you know, we never had a girlfriend. We're in middle school, we got braces. You know, like the West Coast teams yeah. are the jocks. They're all yeah. right, but we've never had that taste of of like popularity. So we go, we get a little bit crazy. That's yeah. all it is. They're just West Coast fans. Just, I'm gonna I'm doing I'm gonna do a great job of deflecting the blame of us spitting on Trey. Those West Coast fans, they're 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 entitled. They're spoiled. Yeah. It's yeah, not our fault that we spit. No, I'm kidding. I can't say that on my, uh, live on air. Um, <sighs> yeah, no, I agree. It's it's we kind of, as I said, we got a little taste of of glory, and we uh, unfortunately, us East Coast fans, we didn't know how to act. Yes, because bro, because like I mean, think about it. There's a couple teams that's been in the playoffs for a while, but you know, 
how like how, how often do these teams switch out? You know what I'm saying? Like 10 years ago, the Bucks were not in the playoffs. Six years ago, Philly was not in the playoffs. The Celtics have been pretty consistent. Uh, but the Knicks sure as shit haven't been in the playoffs. The Hawks, no. The Hawks haven't been in the playoffs since 2014, I think, 2015. You know, so or I think last year, too, but that, there were no home games. Um, so I think it's just a combination of the fact that everyone's been locked up with COVID and the fact that on the East Coast, you know, you got all these teams, you know, finally getting to the playoffs and the fans, you know, are so excited about it uh, that it's just like it's a recipe for disaster, it looks like. And I did also want to highlight the positive side of ravenous crowds. Every single game I've watched, right, like I'll call the memory the last game in the A where the Knicks are playing Atlanta. Atlanta, late game, they went on this crazy run where they were, their offense was just gelling. It was just clicking like that, right? That, that Atlanta crowd, even though I was rooting for the Knicks, they got, they had me getting hyped up. Because oh, you yeah. see John Collins come down and, like, hit a three, and then you see everyone in the arena just be like, oh, let's go! Yeah, like, it was it was the presence of fans, besides the spitting, besides the throwing the popcorn, besides, you know, uh, throwing water bottles at people, that fan presence has been super, super fun to watch. I sp- oh, my God. Spike Lee and the home crowd yeah. at MSG. Yeah, you know when LeBron yeah. tweets about how jumping MSG is, you know it's you know it's a good it's a fun series to watch. Yeah, he should have came to the Knicks. But yeah, uh, man, yeah, there was wasn't there a report that he was supposed to come here? There was a lot of teams that he was. To, I mean, Lakers was one of those teams that he was rumored to go to, but it was one of those like unlikely ones. But uh, I digress. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that uh, no, I still stand by the fact. I think Zion's going to come to the Knicks. I still stand by that. But anyways, again, I digress. The better um, things are coming for the Knicks. I will walk back my take yeah. from earlier on in the year where I said I don't know if the Knicks are going to be able to attract free agents. I think with this playoff series and seeing, you know what, maybe players seeing that presence of home fans at MSG that might that might attract some more people. I think. Well, just just the success of the Knicks this year, I think, will attract people. Like you know. Yeah, but I think I think even this playoff series and again seeing all these fans come out and support them, showing their presence. I mean, besides the spitting on Trey Young incident, I mean, listen, this shows that if you're on the Knicks, then you're fine. <laughs> and if you're not yeah. on the Knicks and you play the Knicks, you might get spit on. So even yeah. that's like an incentive to come to the to MSG in the hometown. Yeah, yeah, no, no for sure. And it's just also like you know, I know, I know that the 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 odds of them making past the first round are pretty low. Um, but you know, they were the fourth seed, yeah, which means that n- not only were they in the better half of the Eastern Conference this year, they were in the better half of the playoffs, yeah, you know what I'm saying, so i I don't know, I think there's a lot of incentive for for some young hungry talent that wants to be the star, the king of New York can come over here, you know, I think I think that man is Zion, but yeah, yeah, better days, better days, brighter uh pastures for for. Your New York Knicks, Nigel. Yeah, um, no, I'm hoping. We got to talk about it real quick. I just want to bang out before we end the episode. Julius Randle, MIP. My prediction cashed. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year. My other prediction, Cha-Ching, cashed. Yeah. And um, yeah, and then the Bucks sweeping Miami. Our prediction, Cha-Ching, cashed. I think yeah. you said that they sweep Miami. You said I might give them a gentleman sweep, but they're probably just going to sweep them. And then I agree. Yeah. But so I had a lot of I had a lot of bad predictions this playoff too. Though I said that the Warriors going to win against the Lakers, that didn't come true. Um, I said, what else did I say? I don't know. I, all I remember was I was wrong about a lot. And I, was just like, I, I oh. mean, you you did say the Hornets were going to take it against the Pacers. Yeah, 
And then the Celtics would lose, I think, to the Washington Wizards. That was in the playing games. Yeah, uh, no, I didn't say no. No way. Did you? Maybe you you picked. I know for a fact you picked Hornets, but maybe you picked Boston. I'm not sure. I I for sure picked the Hornets. I remember that, but I don't think I'd pick the Wizards over anyone, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. No, I mean, we'll, we'll go back and check. We'll, we'll 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 fact check me. I was glad because most of the time you're way more on brand with your predictions. Like you, you hit more than you miss. And, and typically I think I'd probably miss more than I hit, but I was super duper jazz. And I know I put out a clip where I, I predicted almost like to a T what had to happen in the game and what the outcome was going to be. Like, I was like, yeah. Jason Tatum needs to drop 50 and Marcus Smart needs to have a great defensive game. And that will be the key for the Celtics. And that actually was the key for the Celtics. And then the Hornets, I was like, yeah, no, the Pacers are going to blow the barn doors off of the Hornets. Right. Yeah. But I was, I was jazzed about that. But, um, yeah, you win no, some. Good, stuff. Man. Overall, man, fun, fun playoffs to watch. Very, very interesting and very uh, – I hope this draws a lot more fans to, to, to the sport for a little bit. I know LeBron's still in the mix. I don't know what's going to happen if Phoenix defeats L.A., Maybe ratings will go down, yeah. go down a little bit because I know a lot of people just watch for uh, for for Bron Bron. But to me, man, for for a, a hardcore fan, it's been very fun. I must yeah, say. absolutely, and it truly is like the next generation. Like this is, I think this is the the year, the gap that really bridges us to the next generation. You know, you got you know you got Jason Tatum dropping fifty. You got Devin Booker in the Suns second seed taking on the, the old LeBron James and the Lakers. You got Luka Doncic hitting game winners on on the Clippers. You know he's dropping. Yeah, I think wait, he's averaging some crazy like thirty eight a night on the Clippers. Yeah, and he got injured recently, night, unfortunately. Yeah. So I don't know how he's going to be faring going forward. I think he was having neck problems in Game Four. Yeah. So uh, this really is the next generation. You got these old dogs kind of going out for for one last couple hurrahs. One last couple hurrahs. You got you got you got LeBron going out there trying to you know trying trying to finish up his career. You got KD, Harden, and Kyrie. You know, kind of trying to keep keep their crown and everything. So it's it's very interesting. I really like it a lot. I'm happy to be. Yeah, yeah. The NBA is in good hands. I think for the future. For sure. Very fun talent to watch. For sure. Um, for sure. With that, you wanna you wanna call it for today. I'm down to call it. All right. So this has been the first spread the four episode in about two weeks. Uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll be getting more consistent content out there. It's on me. Nobody else will be having the JCP out as well. We're going to be having a special guest on the next one, a fitness influencer. I'm going to talk to her today. So stay tuned for that peeps. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode, whatever that episode is. Peace out. Peace.